Um, okay, so what what lately? I see not noticing. No, well, you had some stuff, so I I just jotted some notes. Oh, you what? had some things jotted down. Okay, all right. Well, you know, I, I think I think I would be amiss uh, if we didn't touch our political subjects right away. <laughs> you know, just dive right in, eh? Oh, why not? Just get right not, in there, both not? feet in the in the deep end. You know, I, no I have, floaties. No, why? I, you know what? I was never taught how to ride a bicycle with training wheels. I can't remember. I don't think I. I don't think I had training wheels. No, I can't remember. No, no. You know, our parents put us on a you know a tricycle, and but but you would have an adult go along behind you holding the seat. Oh, not in my house. I had I had <laughs> I had I can't I, I had a seat holder for a while. Uh, I I didn't get much guidance. It was you know, it was a nudge, and it so was it, it so was I didn't, it, well. It, it was just to ensure that I didn't drive into a parked car. Yeah. Okay. See. Um, you know, in my household, they kind of launched you, and it was sink or swim. And so, if you right. fell, if you fell, you fell. You got your fair share of you know scraped knees. Oh yeah, there were some scrapes. Oh <laughs> there yeah, were some scrapes. Oh, I left yeah. my fair share of layers of skin <laughs> on the on the uh, streets of on Hunt, uh, the road of Hunt Street and Dundurn, and over by the Cathedral Church. There's a couple of curbs missing a few chunks as well. Yeah. <laughs> You, you and I were from a very active generation. Uh, I think I think it was kind of understood that you would get hurt growing up a little bit. Well, yeah, that's just a part. That was part of childhood. Yeah, it just, just you know came with the territory. It's just the way it worked out. I remember when I was a little bit older. My back teen. Remember back teen? That spray. Oh yeah, the oh. disinfectant spray disinfectant. went went through about four bottles a week in my house. Mm. Come home with a scrape, man. It stung like a. Freaking back teen. It stung for about thirty seconds, and then it made everything okay. But I don't know. I bet I in, over the course of my life had about four tons of it sp- sprayed on each knee and elbow. <laughs> like it was just I was just bathing in it because I was just so <laughs> such a klutz. Well, I'll, I'll I'll see your back teen, not the one <laughs> up you, but I'll go you one better. Uh, a No, my father had a bottle of iodine. Yeah, I had iodine too. Iodine, iodine. I got iodine. Okay, well, iodine. I remember there was a time when I um, I played football. Iodine were, was only for cuts. It was yeah. a special case. Oh, really? Nobody. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. Iodine. Um, iodine. For those of you that haven't experienced that as a child, if you're raised in the seventies or sixties, stained your skin um, for a few days. Yeah, <laughs> you could get you could you could be hurting just as bad after you get hurt. Um, I, I remember once I played football. And, uh, you know, I was, a, I was a competitive athlete in high school, and uh, I, I got a new pair of cleats. I had worn my old ones out, and I was always hustling around the field. So I got myself my brand-new pair of cleats on, and I didn't have time to break them in before a game. So, Oh, how were those blisters? Oh, well, let me tell you, the entire pad of my foot where, where you know, you take giant off Giant blister. Run, one giant blister running from the, from the Huge one bubble. side of my foot yep. to the other side yep. of my foot. It was as wide as my foot and probably uh, spanned a good two inches. It was a giant blister on the pad of my right foot and so of course um i know it was both feet but the other one wasn't quite as bad but they had they had rubbed so much they had popped on the field 
So like I, I actually got blisters while on the field and then I ran through them. And so now I've well, come did home. Did you get the cleats and not, like 15 uh, minutes before kickoff? Yeah, like they were brands. They were right out of the box. Terrible timing. I know, I know. But I, you know what? I just, I didn't have the time. I, something, something had happened. Uh, I think there were some practices that were canceled. And so I didn't get a chance to, uh, you know, break them in proper. So anyway, the pad of my foot is completely ex- exposed now. The first top layers of skin have completely been, you know, shaved away. So it's raw skin and my foot father said here you know and and he pulled out the iodine bottle and of course i dropped uh, you know one drop oh, yeah. of this on my foot and it lit me up how, how long was it before you woke up it from was, the pain it, no you yeah, didn't pass you, out you know, so, no, no, no no are you kidding me no like dude it was it was on my open uh exposed uh, skin now and or the, you know, the third layer down and it, it lit me up well my father took the iodine bottle you remember that metal rod that used to go in it yeah yeah okay so 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 you don't really like put like an eye drop of it on you just kind of dab it with with this metal it's like rod. it's like when, it's like <laughs> checking for oil. Yeah, What's the oil yeah, level? yeah. It's like a, it's like a dipstick. Anyway, you uh, you dip that dipstick comes out of the bottle, um, dripping in the iodine, and then you touch it to whatever surface you want to definitely have uh, completely. Well, all, all the bacteria has to be completely. Oh yeah, eradicated it eradicates everything. Eradicates right? everything. Right? It you know this stuff lights you up, and so I put it on my uh, entire exposed foot, and then my father was taking the, the glass rod and he jabbed it in, in the layers of skin that were kind of still hanging on the edges. He got underneath it with it, and he you was pissed him off. You did, he was getting back at right? you for something. And I'll tell I'll tell you, man. Like I was like, holy cow! I I remember that oh, yeah. was about as much as I thought I could stand. Yeah, that's pain. What about calamine lotion? You ever get some calamine lotion no, going? No, no, no. Calamine. What? No. Deprived childhood. Well, you know, I, anytime because I, I had allergies, or you get a mosquito bite. Yeah. Or allergies, you put cal- a little dab of calamine lotion on it, it would dry up, and you have these little oh. light brown dots of stuff, like dried calamine lotion, all over your legs and arms. Oh. You look like you, you just came from a leper colony or something. Yeah, well, you know what? I, what we had, um, but it was good though. It takes the itch away, like just like that. Well, for us, what, what, what was it? Was it salt? I think it was. I think it was salt. If you mixed it with salt and then rubbed it right on the mosquito bite, that's what we got. Mixed what with salt? Uh, salt and water. Right, you just mix salt and water and turn it into like a so light paste. Nona didn't have a ceremony with oil just uh, to take care of things. That, that was the thing. It's like just rub salt in it. That was honestly that's that was kind of one of the things we did for mosquito bites. That was of course after you made that Exxon on it with your finger, which never out, works, which never really works. Right, you do that and it's still itching like crazy a few minutes later. But yeah, we used to put that uh, salt mixture. No, no, no I didn't right. know that. Well, that was that was I guess our poor man's version. Of I don't know an antiseptic as a child in the seventies. But uh, yeah, okay. So let's 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 dial it right back to politics for a second, because I think you know these are important subjects to discuss. Um, okay, go riots. No, go, you know what? I, go. You know, I don't want to talk so much about the riots. I, I have my opinions about that. Um, you know, some some people may criticize me for those, but uh, beyond the riots, you know, just just seeing the hypocrisy. Like, I mean, Justin oh. Trudeau has been lecturing the country for months about how important it is that you stay exactly six feet away from one another, that you don't wear a mask, they wear a mask. And immediately I mean, dives into a crowd of 10,000 right? people. Right. And, and then he decides to go but crowd surfing for all intents he's wearing and purposes a mask. amongst his adoring fans, uh, you know, to, for a good photo op. And, of course, kneeling, which is a whole other subject that I'm sure we're going to get and into. And that's all. Well, yeah, he pulled a Kaepernick. All right. So, yeah, he took a knee. And, uh, you know, it really, it really does beg the question, where was your head at? Like, I mean, you, you said it was a bad idea to have a birthday party with your kids in the backyard, but, 
uh, you know, you'll go out for this protest to protest something that happened in another country and to be supportive of that. And so, like, I mean, where's the responsibility in that? Like, I mean, if you're saying that it's not in your best interest to congregate in public ordinarily, but well, then but then you're going <clears> to <throat> mash a whole bunch of total strangers together. In, well, there is you know, no responsibility. He's just it's, none. It's, it's just he's playing politics. No different than 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 the Nova Scotia tragedy. It, it's like seize the opportunity. Yeah, you know. Mind, thank God, you know, it wasn't. Mind you, it wasn't uh, a tragedy, but it was still in the same philosophy a political opportunity. And and the best part was I saw somebody posted the little about a five ten whatever it was ten second video clip not the whole thing, but the guy broke it down and and, and I can't remember who posted it but they said something to the effect of you watch at like the two second mark he looks directly in the camera to see that the camera's pointing right at him then decides to kneel and whoever part of his his, his detail or his entourage made you could tell motioned or kind of physically uh coerced Directed. the secret the secret service people to to back up so they could get a clearer picture it's like you got to be freaking kidding me yeah oh well you know what we've got this grand show we've got this circus of hypocrisy and of course we've we've tanked the economy you know well i mean covid okay so let's let's be clear and be fair to the conversation the economy wasn't doing Great before that, yeah. COVID compounds that, yeah. but COVID would it doesn't matter who is in office. I'm a firm believer. COVID, whoever it was, would COVID would have had a significant impact on the economy, regardless. Now, the argument could be made: well, if the economy was in better shape, then maybe it wouldn't have it won't have had or wouldn't have had after the fact as significant an impact. But this is this is a a a, a generational thing that is going on so i mean it, honestly i think it's kind of it, it wouldn't have made a difference who was running the country they still would have had to do something that would have plunged them into billions and billions of dollars of debt okay okay but 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 to be fair though you know we're we're hearing of you know fewer cases than we initially thought and you know, poor projections yeah. Yeah. in terms of, you know, the models. Well, not even close to what was projected. No. And, you know, uh, <clears throat> yes, you know, it exists. We get that. Uh, so does the flu. You know, these these are things that we've lived with for many years. Um, you know, to hear that there's as few people dying of this as, you know, like 0.034%, yeah. something something in that low end of the spectrum. And, you know, then, you know, they were telling us everybody was getting it. Uh, or everybody will get it. Or will get it. And, you know, that so many, uh, you know, a high percentile of the people that, that get yeah. it, you know, we would be asymptomatic and you wouldn't know it. And now they're saying, though, that, you know, now they're not asymptomatic. So they're trying to compress but, it. Yeah, the, the World Health Organization has flip-flopped well, yet, I don't, yet I, again on the asymptomatic issue. I, I don't believe anything coming out of the World Health Organization. No, There's obvious yeah. uh, problems well, there from the looks of things. It's interesting because working in the job that I do, I work with a lot of very... Um, they're, it's interesting because they, they're, they're very liberal-minded, but they're very conservative when it comes to talking about certain things. They won't talk about certain things. And up until this point, it's been COVID, 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 but 
I was at work today because we had to go in and I was talking to some of my colleagues and, and there was a, a group of four of us standing around talking and it, it, it's people are kind of like, yeah, something's not making sense. So this is even coming from more liberal minded people than myself or yourself or maybe those people that are that are you know, listening into the podcasts and, and they're even saying, I said, and, and it, they all said the same thing. There's, there's a flu, there's something, but it's not what it's been made out to be. Yeah. Well, if the virus has been completely overblown in the media and they've shut down the entire economy over this and uh, certainly have restricted some people's freedoms, um, you know, the ability to enjoy a park uh, it, with your, your daughter as you toss a ball back and forth. Well, yeah, like that's that's yeah. kind of the interesting thing, right? Is is and we mentioned I've mentioned this specific case in previous podcasts during this whole COVID malarkey was that it, it, some guy's out by himself with his child who is autistic in a in a park by themselves and gets fined eight hundred dollars. But it's okay for 10,000 people or however many people to get together in downtown Toronto and protest. And all of a sudden, I guess COVID's not a concern anymore. Those people aren't getting fined for not maintaining six feet distance and et cetera, et cetera. So it's okay because, because you are trying to take advantage of a, a political situation. So we just kind of ignore it. Well, how, how That's the message that I'm receiving. Yeah, and I mean, how many how many people in those groupings, uh, you know, have been made miserable by staying home unnecessarily? If the models were all wrong and they erred way too far on the side of caution, and and people's mental health has suffered. Oh, there were some people know? in that crowd that I saw that I think had mental health issues oh, before think? COVID. They come out. They come COVID. out all at once. Let's well, let's release. All, let's Christ. let's release all the people from jail who sometimes might be better off in an institution, uh, the system does miss some. And uh, I watched that over the years. You know, you could see people with mental health issues. Uh, clearly, you know, the mental health issues caused, uh, you know, to influence some decisions as it related to criminal activity. And, I mean, they've let all these people out. Like, you know, like when you, when you let people out of the jails, and, I mean, I don't know what would possess anybody to think that it's a good idea to take people out of quarantine. I haven't heard them justify it, though. They're yeah. saying it's to prevent COVID. How? How? Right. Can, uh, can, if there's any <laughs> self-respecting journalist still out there, can you please ask that question to somebody of significance in politics? Because I haven't heard like Brian Lilly, God love you. You have some pretty good questions. I've heard you. I've heard you talk to to both Ford and Trudeau, and and the questions are, are, are spot on. Ask somebody for the love of God. <laughs> you know uh, there there isn't much that this government has done that makes sense. Uh, you know the the go to line is you're a racist, you're a bigot, or you're see, a conspiracy theorist. Here, yeah, yeah, and and see that's the thing that that. I, I don't understand is is which leads me to believe that there's some some underlying mental health issues with a lot of these people that I see interviewed and as soon as somebody says all lives matter and not black lives matter they're labeled a racist a bigot a KKK whatever it's like no it's they're being a, all lives matter is an inclusive statement yeah it's an inclusive statement does one one faction of that all lives matter a philosophy need a little little support and a little boost right now. Those, absolutely, mm -hmm. but the bottom line is, it's one. It, everybody's under one umbrella. So the fact that 
people come out and become unhinged. Yeah. I'm not talking about let's have let's have a, a, an academic debate or let's have a rational sit down coffee discussion over all lives matter versus the black lives matter. I'm talking like right. Hi, your name is Karen, spelt with all capital letters, unhinged in about three seconds. Like, like just going ape shit, calling people Nazis. It's like you have health, you have mental health issues. Yeah. I, like, I, 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 anybody disagrees with me, I offend you. I'm sorry, but that's, that's what I believe. I, like, I had my close encounter. I, I was standing inside a, a gas station kiosk. Uh, waiting to pay and of course the gentleman in front of me I, I mean I looked at the distance and I thought you know that's six feet uh, maybe he was closer uh, or a step back because my head was down for a little bit and you know I, I'm treated to the sound of a very unhappy uh, you know voice saying you know hey bud like six feet and I looked I looked at him and you I weren't paying attention like were you well I might, no no I looked at I looked at you were distracted you were no, doing no. something else I, well, at the time well what I did was I walked in I walked into the space which easily would accommodate ordinarily you know five people but you know it, you know it's not abnormal to have a couple of people in this place at once and of course he had looked back at me and said like back up but I'm, I'm looking at the floor I'm thinking well that's that's pretty close to six feet so I kind of stepped back like another six inches and go is that better should have went got your tape measure out of the buggy that's what I was tempted to do anyway Anyway, he like went right off the hinges, you know, hey, I, I, how am I supposed to leave? And I'm thinking, wow, like, how I, am I supposed to leave? Like, it, how it, it's, go past. You're not in a phone booth, jackass. Yeah, like, you know what? Like, wow. That, well, that's what it felt like, it, honestly. And, and of course he was very unhappy and it, you could tell there was really no talking to him. And then of course, you know, but well, that's when you have a little fun with him, right? Well, you know, he, he kept raising his voice and I'm thinking the whole time, the more, the more he's, you know, getting upset, you know, talking into the direction of this person behind the counter. I just passed across my money and said, I'm out of here. Yeah. And I thought like, there's really not much point in engaging with somebody that's that like unglued yeah. over, over what he's the type of guy that like, I saw somebody today driving a car. Yeah. Wearing a mask. Yeah. Hold on. It gets better. What the windows open. <laughs> That's well, the guy that was in front of you the other day. I'm oh, thinking. Oh wow! Well, he, who what's knows? the what's the male version of Karen? <laughs> Is it Chad? Like we're gonna call him Chad? What do we? What should we call him? I don't know. They're, like I mean, uh, like I've heard of some choice experiences out there. Um, some people handle, I guess, uh, a bit of isolation. Um, you know, not as well as others. And so you can tell that people are, you know, kind of generally unhappy. It'd be really nice to see everything opened up again. Like, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. When it's, when it's time. When it's well, time no, but for the, a good majority of the province, with the exception of the GTA, Niagara Falls, Niagara, and somewhere odd like Sarnia or something down that way, they're going to phase two, I think, by the end of the week, but we're kind of, we're still shut down in our, and it makes, I understand it, it makes sense, it kind of sucks, but... Um, do you, it do you, makes sense based on the population density. Okay, all right, fair enough. I, I, you know what, I, I can't help but feel again a little singled out. While everything, while everything else opens up, we we stay. Well, it's not. Know. No, it's. I mean, it's Toronto. Two point five million people in Toronto. I get it. Hamilton get uh, it. and Niagara Falls. Those are pretty, the pretty three. Uh, Halton too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because they got their their cases. I think as a percentage are still above where they would like them to be. Okay, if those Burlington so, guys got hit too, then I don't feel so bad. Well, it's not just, it's Halton, not just <laughs> oh, Burlington. Yeah, okay. It'd be inclusive. Well, I'm a small town. Come player. on, it's June. You should have your squirt gun ready to you go. You know what? Hey, I'm looking, and I hope you've left that cattle prod in, in, in the farmhouse. <laughs> All right? I don't want anything anywhere near me tonight. 
So uh, what else? What else we got? I know that you were scrolling through earlier today. I'm, I'm a little curious, right? You got anything in that thing that uh, jumps out at you? Things that we can talk about? You're just asking me now. Yeah, you know, I didn't. Book, I didn't no, 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 I'll talk, save them. I'll, I'll talk. No, no, that's okay. You just flip through. Well, if I can find, well, okay, I got well, no, no, take, other take, stuff. Yeah, well, no, no, no. Oh, you got other stuff to talk about? I told okay, you. Okay, well, well then give, give, give me the give me the next topic. You are killing me no, right now. Just give now, me the next right? topic, and I'll, I'll talk about it for a second. So freaking unorganized. You know what? If anybody ever wanted to know what it's like to be on the road with Coach Nick on a regular basis, let me tell okay. you something. Right, he organized of, versus can't spell organized. That's what we're talking about you right You know now. what? <clears throat> I operate at a different speed than most humans. It, no, it's got nothing to do with speed. <laughs> you know, it's got nothing to do with speed. And I get a little disorganized sometimes in my fervor. Sometimes you wake up disorganized. Well, you know what? Until my second coffee, I'm no good for yeah. nothing. Uh, so... You don't want to talk we're yeah, good with the riots? Yeah, we can talk, we I can put talk. the riots on there, but okay, well, the, I don't you know, know if there was something that you wanted to say, but I thought well, there was you know based what? on I an think, earlier think, conversation we the, had. I think the riots are worthy of another podcast, like a whole. Well, okay. I want to talk about one thing then with kind of a sidebar issue with respect to that. Okay. And it's, it, it's the, it's the rule of law. Yeah. And there's, it seems to me that there, like there's no rule of law now. So and then you hear this big, you hear the catchphrase now is defund the police. Yeah. Right. So if you defund the police, who's going to maintain the rule of law? So this it, now, if it's because they, quote unquote, there's systemic racism. So their whole their whole motivation for de, for for defunding the police is to disband it and they reform it based on what they feel should be. How are you going to alleviate bias? There's still going to be bias. It's going to be different bias. My reasoning is as follows. If if the police resign, yeah. and only those who get hired or who remain are yes men or align with the new newly formed philosophy of the the, the police force after the old one was disbanded yeah. or defunded, isn't this the same thing? Because they're not going to hire you unless you answer questions that they've pre- that they, they put to you a certain way. Mm. Or if, if given a, a scenario, because that's part of the interview process as well, I would think, is you're given scenarios, how would you handle this scenario? Unless you handle it a certain way, you're not going to be hired. So if that's the case, they've already built in bias based on their political or whatever philosophy in terms of with respect to the newly formed police force. So is it only, will it only mean that a different, I don't want to say group because I don't know group for lack of a better phrase or a different uh, type of an individual that has a different philosophy contrary to what the, police have aren't you just isn't it just playing the shell game Hmm. i don't know like i kind of thought about that you defund and you rehire you're rehiring based on input for from all the one percent groups that need to be heard because god forbid if they're not heard and they haven't had their 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 say so you take all that input you throw it in the pot you mix it up and you, you pull out something that is chances are going to be vastly different from the way it was before mm-hmm. in terms of philosophy, how, how policing is going to be run. Uh, the people that get hired, it's going to be, it, it, to me, it's just going to, you're just, you're just kind of shifting the spotlight a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
even though I don't think that there was, um, uh, there, there was an issue to begin with hmm. based on statistic crime stats. Crime stats don't indicate that there is an issue, it seems. Yet we're told that there's systemic racism. I don't understand that. I need somebody that's a way, way smarter than me to explain that to me because I don't understand when the crime stats don't support it or when the crime stats are, uh, uh, indicate that other, other uh, racial groups are killed more than black black people that there's a, there's systemic racism I'm, mm-hmm. I'm there's there's a missing piece I don't know what the missing piece is and I need somebody to explain that to me because they, they are in contravention to each other that's more than fair I uh, I gotta tell you like see anytime you draw attention though, to something that doesn't agree with liberals, have you noticed that they are very fond of name calling? Oh yeah, but that's that, that's not their argument. They just label you. Oh no, I know that's not an argument. But, well, they don't not, have an argument. Well, that, that's just it. When it collapses completely, whenever a debate with one of these <clears throat> rabidly loyal uh, liberal types occurs, you will find that there's no talking to some of them. Unless uh, you believe exactly what they have to say to the letter, you are. Whatever piece of dog la- shit. You're the, whatever label they that they want to throw out that week because they know it's going to harm you. Yeah, it's it's honestly it's uh, it's really sad, you know, to look into the different places all over the United States. Uh, you know, I'm glad to see that uh, some law enforcement officers keep it positive uh, are refusing to kneel. I, I like that, and you know what? And and hey, Black Lives Matter. I absolutely agree. You know, uh, anybody out there that would accuse me of being anything other than, you know, uh, really behind the idea that people are not uh, mistreated, you know. Um, but at the same time, like, I really do think that it's become twisted, you know, in, into something that maybe... I'm not a big be. fan of, of police taking a knee that I'm seeing here. Yeah. I think I think a lot of them are just doing it because if they don't, they're in for a bunch of complaints and a bunch of bullshit when they get back to the station. I would have been. I, 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 I would have been one of those guys that would have taken my complaints. I would have taken my complaints. There's no way I'm kneeling. No. Don't do it just cause. Yeah. Yeah. People. Some people just succumb. I'm sure to peer pressure. Um. You know. Who knows? You know what's going on behind the scenes. But uh, seeing police take a knee is a real disappointment. It is. You know. Even so, Toronto, they're all over that. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of doesn't surprise me, but no. No. Well, you know, you genuflect. Yeah. Well. I don't know. Yeah, you know, hey, listen, I'm not saying it's right. I'll tell you that much. Um, I'm I'm with you. Right? I'm not taking any. It's uh, got nothing to do with my support. You don't have to take any to be supportive. No. And if someone's putting putting parameters on whether or not that indicates support, then you know what? I'll go support somebody, someone else. Yeah. Hey, do, do whatever you want. You have my support, but I, I get to choose how I support. Yep, absolutely. You don't get to choose for me. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's regardless of what the, what the cause is or regardless of what, what it, what the belief is, you get to choose on your own terms. Yeah. And you know, in hearing crowds chant, you know, take a knee, take a knee, take a knee, you know, and, and then jeers of, you know, uh, anger or uh, happiness when you do or don't, um, just seeing that pressure being put on these people by the crowd, especially the ones that are reluctant. You know, it's really it's really sad to watch people deteriorate uh, to the point where, you know, they're saying, come on, you know, yeah. 
pray with me, brother. And, and really throwing it on the shoulders of whoever's standing there to look like an asshole to, to a certain group of people. They, like they're trying, I think, diligently to get as many photos as they can of uh, police officers kneeling. And uh, I'm not supportive of that. It, 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 the end of the day, the bottom line is the, the people that are, are they're losing out on this are the legitimate protesters that are going out and want to legitimately protest in peace with their placard like we should be able to do. Yeah. I support those people 100% but I don't support people that are trying to put peer pressure on and impose their beliefs on somebody else and, and try to, to write the script for somebody else. It's like you, you, you are not supportive unless no, like your, your, your first hint should be as you gotta, you know, no, I don't um, gotta bully bullies say things like you gotta. Yeah. And you know, bullying's not cool. And I think in our own way, every day we experience it, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm trying to imagine a world before the liberals came into it. We were doing pretty good. We had a surplus. <laughs> you know, like when the liberals arrived on scene, Canada was in pretty good shape. We had just recovered after, you know, 20 some odd years after the uh, last Trudeau. Well, they they made quick work of that, didn't they? Mm. Holy Lord. Five, five short years undid 20 before that? Uh, or a trillion dollars in debt. Yeah, they won't. They won't talk about it. But that's, well, no, that's take COVID thing. out of it, and they're, they're still, they're still, they're, the economy is still tanking. Oh yeah, and you know what? Trying to blame it all on COVID, and and now shifting gears again with some, you know, uh, contradictory advice. Um, you know, like all all the time, it seems that the World Health Organization, and I want to come back to this, uh, is giving us conflicting advice. One way, then flip, flip, way yeah. flip-flopping. And they flip-flopped a number of times on various yeah. and, issues. And, and, you know, there there is some questionable connection there to China, where the uh, virus originated from. China. Yeah. I want a shirt like that. <laughs> you know. With a, don't, I don't even want Trump it, on it. I just it, want it said, it came from China. It came from China. <laughs> That's all I want on the front of the shirt. Oh my god! And maybe maybe like a little picture underneath of like fried rice takeout. <laughs> you know what? Hey, um, I I gotta tell you, I've seen some great t-shirt designs lately. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of good. There's some pretty there. good stuff out yeah. there in the gun community. That's yeah, for sure. You know, there's uh, there's been some really uh, really cool ones. Um, you know, certainly I've seen some really irresponsible ones at times. But yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm seeing the uh, firearm community coming alive, you know, with its creativity uh, being shown in T-shirts. We certainly have had uh, a great deal of success selling our proud Canadian lineup. It's really difficult to feel like a proud Canadian when we're, you're so ashamed of your government. Yeah, but, and we and we were talking today about maybe a new design. Yeah, we, I'm not going to say more than that. But we're we've been we've been throwing around the 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 idea about coming up with a new de- new design trying oh, to hash yeah. out some ideas and we're over we're overdue you guys uh you ate up you ate up so many of the fn made in canada series shirts yeah the c7a2s that you know i gotta tell you uh i really appreciate the support you know you guys have been fantastic the people that have bought our merchandise uh you know i keep seeing it going out the door and i love the idea of seeing it out in public and we're getting sightings like all the way down in wyoming um you know uh, of our gear and I mean, we've had people on the other side of the earth, you know, wearing our stuff too. And we're really proud of that. Um, you know, it's a fantastic movement. Yeah. The reach is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I really wish we weren't fighting on uphill battle. You know what you Instagram. should do? I just saw this. You should, you should put up a mat, a mat, a map yeah. in the vault downstairs in, in, yeah. in where you keep everything. And 
and and put a pin or a sticker on every like a world map, and I might have an extra one in my oh, classroom. Oh yeah, I see. And put it and put a sticker for those people that have that have indicated what part of the, the world or the country they're from, and, and put a sticker up Dang. just to show the reach. I yeah. think they'll be kind of neat. Might take a little bit of work to kind of backtrack. We should figure. We should figure that out. I you know what? I have an extra world map in my classroom. Excellent, excellent. Well, you know what, and that that brings me to my next point too, uh, guys. If you're listening, girls. If you're listening. Um, you know, oh yeah. If you want yeah. to send in any questions that you want us to answer, uh, certainly we'll, we'll have. Or just topics to debate. Yeah, yeah. So, and if if you want to send in, um, you know, your requests for conversation bits from Coach Nick and I and whoever else we might have on, if you, you know, if you like to hear Brian or if you like to hear Big John, because he's been itching to get on the show. I, I got to tell you, John, John couldn't make it here with us again tonight, but uh, we're looking forward to seeing um, the we'll merciful, get him back soon. The merciful King John. We'll get him back. Right. He, uh, you're a dictator. You're a proud dictator, John. Yeah. Want to be dictator? Right. He's uh, he's been looking forward to getting on the show, and uh, we're gonna have him back. But if you can send your questions and who you perhaps would like to see on the show or her listen to on the show, uh, send them into our email address at uh, the Canadian Gun Vault Inc. at gmail.com. Now maybe they could add to that too if if they feel comfortable, a first name or maybe their inst- an Instagram account. Yeah. You know, it's something or a Facebook account or yeah. something. Let us know. And if you don't want your, 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 your full name mentioned, we won't, but maybe a first name yeah. would, would be great. Just so we, just so we can kind of let you know, Hey, this is, yeah, yeah. This is Jimmy from Sherbrooke. Yeah. Right. Oh. And here's your question or here's your topic. We want to give credit, right? Yeah. No, no, absolutely. So, wh- I'm sorry, what was the email address again? Uh, the Canadian Gun Vault, Inc., I-N-C, at gmail.com. There you go. We'll say it again before the end. Okay, all right. And then, uh, so what What else What else we got on? I, I'm just, I was thinking today, because we talked a lot about education and teaching on this, yeah. and I feel like a bit of a, bit of a responsibility <laughs> to, to people out there and parents out there that have kids yeah. that... The the there's we we have no idea what's going on for the fall. Oh yeah, we have absolutely no clue. So so if there's parents out there that are listening and thinking like, you know that that we know it, it we don't know this whole COVID thing. Every time that jackass of an education minister has has made an announcement that is going to affect you, you at home and how I'm attempting to try and do my job to the best of my ability during this COVID thing. We found out at the same time, we got no advance notice. So in terms of the fall, we have no idea what's going on yet. Like I was in, I was in the classroom a couple times in the last week because we, I have to take out probably 80% of what's in there and just leave the bare minimum for the fall. No extra tables. The only table that's going to be in there is my teacher desk and kids desks because they don't know what the situation is going to be in the fall i had to take everything else we don't know what it's going to look like um the education minister will be making some sort of announcement at the end of the month but knowing that guy like every time he speaks 95 percent of it is verbal diarrhea so just bullshit it's just like the guy has no clue about he, he didn't go to school for education He's never taught. He doesn't have an education degree, but yet he's the education minister. So I'll let you make up your own mind. If anybody who's been following his press releases during this whole thing, well, I don't have to explain any further. They totally understand what I'm what I mean. So 
at the end of the month, he's going to be making some kind of announcement about what things classrooms will look like in the fall. So I don't know ahead of time. I'll find out the same day you find out. Um, one thing I have heard, which I, again, this is just huge rumor right now is that maybe the, uh, the heist, and this is in my area. I don't know if this would be indicative for other areas, but that the high school students are going to be staying home and will be getting taught via distance ed again. And the, the elementary kids will go back, but they're going to limit it to 15 per classroom. So if you have more than 15, those kids would, they would be opening up the high schools and the kids would be attending classes in high school classrooms. I don't know how they're going to make that work. Um, I don't know how they, they would even decide who goes to the high school classroom and who stays at their home school. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, I'm not putting a lot of faith in that right now, but I talked to a buddy who's a high school teacher in another board that's very near to where I am. And that's what he is. He has heard, but it's, it's straight speculation at this time. So yeah, it's, it, it, I'd like to come on here and say, listen, this is what it's going to be like. And, and, and kind of start preparing for business as usual in the fall. But we have absolutely no clue. Well, keeping people in the dark seems to be the MO of this uh, particular government. Our uh, chief firearms office doesn't seem to know what's going on. Well, that would be on. the conservative government of Ontario, then, if, we're, if that's what you're keeping people in the dark. Well, you know, I, 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 listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that no matter what, uh, we've never seen such a uh, ridiculous level of, well, a lack thereof of transparency, it seems, uh, with this last government that we've been with uh, now for what? Is this going to be year five? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, every week it seems there's something new. Uh, the blackface, we can't afford to let that go, right? I, I hate to say it, but black, yeah. Yeah, how ironic, eh? Attending a Black Lives Matter type march and you... you You're the only known You person. did blackface. You're the only known and person. And people out there re- re- re-elected him on a clearly... Now, and it's funny because I saw somebody, I don't know if it was on on something on your page, somebody made a comment about... Yeah, but he, he he made a mistake and he apologized. And my I responded. I go, he made the mistake three times. Yeah, you make a mistake and you apologize once. I I, I can't unless I mean that's got it would have to be something pretty egregious for people to argue it, right? I think you do it once and and you, you maybe maybe you let somebody off the hook depending on what it is. Three times, come on now. Hey, you know what? I've uh, I've seen the photographs that I have yet to verify. You know that uh, it would appear that Justin Trudeau is riding on the black uh, the back of a black boy somewhere in uh, a faraway country at some point when they. Ooh, were I haven't seen that one. I saw that one. Him and his brother are uh, straddling the backs of two black children, and I mean, like children play. You know, so maybe okay. So that it could, it could yeah. Well, whatever. That I may mean, or may not mean anything. They could just what? be, yeah, they could just be fooling around, it, right? It, yeah, absolutely. And you know, but what? the blackface is ir- irrefutable. You know what? I, 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 at various points in my life, uh, was the horse and the friends. You know, bucking bonkaroo. Like, do you remember playing that game? Hundred percent. Sit on your back and you try and kick them off as hard as you, you could. You lined up. You held onto the fence. Yeah. Oh yeah. And right? you get two or three guys and you're in the, they're holding onto the fence and it, it's just like you're going nuts. Yeah. And in, in L elementary school uh, I could tell you in Hamilton Ontario um, you know we didn't have access to mechanical bowls so we kind of made our own all right I remember I remember banging myself up pretty good as a kid 
Like, I mean, like you, like, did you? Well, yeah, you, sometimes you get thrown into the chain link fence and oh, bounce yeah. off of that. Oh, that's that a soft place to land. The chain link fence, did you ever hit the post? We weren't, no, we had better sense. We played between the posts. Oh, no way. I, I hit the post on several occasions when I was a kid. That doesn't surprise me. Well, <laughs> don't make out like I hit him head first. That's debatable. <laughs> you know what? I I used to love doing that when I was playing football. I, I used to hit with the front uh, of my mask. I, I would cock my head back and hit like yeah, square. Yeah, you, you bow your neck. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you, you, you know, you look through the screws in your helmet. Okay, but tell me something. Do they still, like, is that considered a foul uh, today to hit with your helmet, to lead with your helmet? It's funny because if you lead with your helmet, yeah. it's called targeting. You all, and I've been coaching over 25 years. Yeah. That is a relatively recent rule change. I have never seen it called on an offensive player. No? Okay, cool. I've I seen it called on defensive players all the time. And since I coach running backs, yeah. what do I tell them to do? Put your head down. Yeah. You, you know what? It, lawyer, lawyers, well, I don't say put your head down yeah. Yeah. because you got to watch how you coach it. Yeah. I say lower your shoulders. Yeah. And get the extra yard. Yeah. They will never call it. I've never seen it called on an offensive player. Oh, good. Good. No, it's not good. It should be. If you're going to call it, yeah. call it both ways or don't call it at all. Yeah, fair enough. I, I see what you mean. But because I had the luxury of playing uh, off both offense and defense, I, I see maybe where, you know, targeting, uh, as they put it, uh, could be. Um, but defense, like, and, and, and the defensive coaches now, they coach it so it's it, you're kind of like, it's kind of like doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're still hit, getting your, your body across. Oh, sometimes just wrapping people up is far more effective. But, and, but, but that's what they're teaching. But now they're teaching it with um, step over bags. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's almost like a gator roll now. So you grab, wrap, and roll. Oh, really? Yeah. But you still, but, but still, when you come into contact, you, we still do tackling drills. Yeah. And you still get head across, not head into it. You still get head across the body. See, but, I, I, I remember practices where, like, I mean, if you didn't hear the big clunk of helmets, it wasn't, it wasn't. But, but the clunk of helmets doesn't necessarily mean you're tackling correctly. No, 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 no. But, I, like, I remember that one drill where you would be head-to-head. You know, like, you'd have two guys. Oh, the uh, laying, Oklahoma drill. Yeah, lying down on the ground, on flat on their backs, head-to-head. And then, of course, you know, they blow the whistle and you got to pop Affectionately up known as the nutcracker. Is that? <laughs> the official term is the Oklahoma drill. Oklahoma? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, the Oklahoma was one of my favorites, and it... It really didn't um, allow you a lot of time. Like, you sprang your feet quick. There's variation. We don't do that in that form now. There's variations to it now. You could pick up some roll momentum. Popping up and well, depending on your feet, not well, but no, if you're, if you're like literally touching helmets, you're not going to get any momentum. Okay. Well, see, like when I played, but some guys, some coaches would do it. So you're like, you're like five yards apart laying on your back. So you get up and turn, you got three or four steps. And you're going. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, absolutely. That's that's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, but that, like that was the way things were done back then, man. Like I mean, like uh, I remember playing hard as a kid, and you know, popping up, and Benny Peterno would be on the other side of me, and Benny was like 250 pounds of you know, uh, angry Yugoslavian, right? And you know, he would pop up almost as fast as me and I would pick up a little bit more speed getting towards him but I'll tell you when you ran into Benny Benny was like it was like trying to uh, run over a, a tanker right like he was just such a big wide kid 
And but I remember popping helmets with Benny on a number of occasions and uh, bonking heads. I, I imagine on the football field, I probably lost about a million brain cells. Well, it, yeah, it was different. There was no concussion protocol then, and now there's all kinds of different. Yeah, it's it's a lot. There's all kinds of different things, and and see that the shitty part about the the way things are now is the trainers that because y'all you have to have a trainer. You can't. No matter what level you're playing at, whether it's high school or summer rep, yeah. you have to have a trainer on the sidelines, or they can't advance. They can't start the game. No, no. But the trainers now that are coming out are relatively young, yeah. and they there's erring on the side of caution, but they're way like a hundred miles on the side of caution. Really? So, and you know now, like I see one of my guys get get hit, and they get up, and I can tell that didn't look right. Or that 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 hit didn't sound right. Or when they get up and they're walking back to the huddle, something's off. I'll call them out and I'll send them over to the trainer myself. Yeah. But sometimes you also have to kind of run interference because you know that there's nothing wrong. But if they if the trainer gets and it sounds shitty, but if the trainer gets near them, maybe they shut them down for the game. And you can't overrule the trainer. The trainer's got final say. Okay. So it, it, it kind of goes both ways. Like, I'm not going to take a chance with one of my guys getting hurt. I'll send them I'll, and I'll walk them over myself. No, I'm okay. No, I'm okay. No, you're not. I'll grab them by the arm and I will walk them to the trainer tent. Yeah. Well, that's the responsible thing. To right. Do. But there's also other times where it's, it's like you hear the hit, you hear the thud mm-hmm. and, and the sideline explodes because it was a great hit. Yeah. And I look over and I'm like, okay, I'm just waiting to see if the trainer's starting to walk over. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, no, he's okay, he's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, well, but yeah, it, it's you can teach tackling now without because if you th- the way the way they used to teach it was was eyes to eyes into the ball yeah. on defense because if if your eyes go to the ball, yeah, you're gonna get your head across the body. Yep. Your helmet's going to go on the ball. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, that, that well, I shouldn't say nine times out of ten. You when helmet goes on to the ball and you, your body goes across the, the, the offensive player's body, you're, you're in good position to make the tackle, but that helmet on ball increases the chances of a fumble. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. But you can still you can still coach it. They coach it differently now. It's still head, head across the body, yeah. and it still works out to essentially you're going to wind up being in the same position, yeah. but you're going to do it differently. Okay, well, you know, uh, anything that increases the chances of a fumble, I'm, I'm down with that program. Yeah. And, I mean, you don't have to beat yourself up unnecessarily. No. If, if it's keeping the kids safer, you know. There's, uh, still, there's still certain there's fundamentals still, that yeah. don't need to change, like low man wins. If your chin's under his chin, yeah. then you've, you, you, uh, you, by virtue, you have leverage, yeah. then you have a, a positive position on that, on that player. Yeah. Oh, Regardless of offense or defense. All right, you heard it from Coach Nick. Get under the yeah, chin. A little bit of a clinic right there, yeah, hey? That's right. <laughs> okay, I, I have an idea. I think you're going to like. Uh, well, you Can know, I write this down? Document no, 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 this. No, no, no. Well, well, John, Look, there, you know what? There's my Google coming up again. I don't like this. You know what? So, so It's freaking listening. Right? It came It came up on its own? came up on its own. What, what, what was it talking about? Football something. Oh, football something. Hold on. Let's see. Hold on. I'm going to call John. You're calling, yeah, watch calling John? Yeah, call, He couldn't be here tonight. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hi, John. All right, you're you know what you're on the air. <laughs> All right, we figure. Wait, hold on. I want to figure out. I want to figure out. Go ahead. Can you can you speak loudly for a second? Yes, I can. 
Okay, perfect. <laughs> I'm going to do this. All right, try, try, try again one more time just for a test for sound check. <laughs> what are you doing? All right, I, want, I wanted to get you on a podcast. You couldn't be with us here tonight, and uh, you know what? We thought we'd include you anyway. Um, after the, uh, the SS Titanic... Uh, un- <laughs> that last podcast we did, we decided to do another one. Uh, we wanted you to be a part of it no matter what. So you're, you're on the air right now, John, I, I want to ask you something like just as an average guy, um, just give your take quickly. What do you think about Justin Trudeau? Um, without swearing, can you without, do it without can, swearing? Yeah, can you do it without swearing? <laughs> try, well, try to, if you want, but what would be your commentary on Justin Trudeau going to the protests after, you know, uh, months of his previous advice. Like, what would be your take on, you know? Well, he's going to... He has to do whatever his social media people tell him to do. So you think it's just... This is just optics for him. He doesn't give a shit about the cause, really. No. No, he has to look good, right? It doesn't matter. He's the Instagram guy. That's all. It's pretty... It's pretty... like you kind of... Oh, yeah! See, you know what? Now you're making me regret calling you. <laughs> and so we'll end the reign tonight of the merciful King John. <laughs> no, this, this the whole Justin Trudeau thing actually it really pisses me off. Mm. Is he's telling everybody else to stay at home, but he's just doing whatever the hell he wants. Seriously, come on. I know. It's pretty, it's pretty, dude, it's pretty messed up. They're handing out tickets to like families, you know, having birthday parties in their backyards. And then, but if you're going to protest, it's okay. Yeah. So, so what do you say while we're protesting this, this is my protest. I'm going to the park. Fuck you. Oops, he couldn't do it. <laughs> he you couldn't almost do it. fail. Wait, we fail. Got, we, got, we got we got to like two minutes and fifteen seconds. You know what? We got a pool running over here. <laughs> Hey, you know what, John? I, I gotta thank you. Uh, you know, I won't take up any more of your time tonight, but we're gonna get you back on the show soon. Uh, we're onto, we're onto a nice range of topics. I, I I'm looking forward to having you on again. Do you think you can make yourself available maybe in the coming weeks? Yeah, well, as long as I'm a bowl of three, we're good. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Okay, well, you know what? I, I promise I'll give you a shout soon, and uh, we'll get together. Okay. No worries. All right, you have a great night, buddy. Talk to you soon. Good night. Okay. Little cameo appearance. Little cameo appearance from King John. I I, uh, I knew uh, <clears throat> I knew when I met John, like Jesus, thirty years ago, <laughs> that I was going to be in for the ride of my life. He really does say what's on his mind. Yeah, he's pretty blunt. Yeah, you know he's uh, he's definitely got a fresh perspective, and it, he's he's in the for, he's in the fortunate position, uh, uh, based on his job that he can be blunt. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I kind of got to watch what I say sometimes. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, no, no. Well, you know what? It's it's censorship. You know, we all censor ourselves. I don't like the idea of censorship that's unnecessary, though. Like, I mean, I think that you know, uh, you and I have talked about this before. Uh, you know, if you're stupid enough to say it, you should have to deal with the fallout. I'm just not sure that that should be a criminal offense. Yeah, like most people know right from wrong. Yeah, most people know that if you walk, start walking down the street, or start posting on a Facebook thing that that Hitler was a great guy and had the right idea, you're gonna you're gonna draw a heck of a lot of negative attention, and rightfully so. But you know that ahead of time, so you can't plead ignorance. 
No, the idea of uh, free. But that's an. Ex- I mean, that's a kind of an extreme version. What typically the, the the examples that we talk about during the podcast, these aren't extreme versions. It's just. It's just I I you know you or I do, or whoever just doesn't agree with the left with the way the left defines things so does that mean we're we're, we're racist and we're, we're being compared to hitler like come on that's it's extreme it's ridiculous extreme oh, it's 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 definitely pretty extreme when it's coming from uh, a, a subgrouping that professes to be so progressive and uh, forgiving and tolerant i don't hear that but uh, i'm trying to be as unbiased as possible but Watching what I see on, on on social media, I don't see people that are right saying that kind of stuff, labeling people, calling them Nazis. But of course, to the left, everybody to the right of center is alt-right anyway. So I guess it doesn't matter. They group everybody as alt-right, it seems. I don't know. I mean, again, I need, it'd be great to be able to talk to somebody who's well, schooled in, in, in political philosophy or political science and say like, it, who, but who is down the middle who can unbiasedly argue both sides and say, no, this is, this is what you, you know, point out my deficiencies in thinking or whatever. But I don't know if you'd even be able to find somebody that would be able to do that unbiasedly these days. Well, it certainly seems like the liberals have their fair share of people in their pockets. Um, you know, they keep on calling on experts. But then again, the experts said that there was going to be no merit to a ban. <laughs> and the experts said that we shouldn't wear a mask. Oh, wait, we should wear a mask. Oh, we shouldn't wear a mask. <laughs> wait, we should wear a mask again. In your car with the windows in rolled your up. Car. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I saw that today. I was coming home from work and I was in Burlington. And I'm like, wait a minute. The lady's wearing a mask in her car. And it was a night, beautiful day out today. The windows are down. Why the Christ are you wearing a mask? <laughs> you know, there's some funny stuff going on out there. That's for sure. But why you wear a mask in a car with the windows up? It's your car. <laughs> well, I don't get it. Like it's it's you just people. When I see people like that, it just it makes me think that. They, they, they've bought into the brainwashing or they bought into the, the, the drivel that a lot of mainstream media shovels. Well, you know what? It's all fear-based. Um, you know, well, I, they I, must be scared to death. Yeah, well, <laughs> How'd they make it out of the house? Well, that's, that's what I think they've really generated is kind of this environment of fear. You know, and, and we talked about this in policing, um, you know, this environment of fear, you know, this atmosphere, you know, where you're constantly, um, you know, worried or upset, uh, creating an atmosphere of fear, you know, raises anxiety levels. And definitely there's a lot of people out there, um, that are probably on anti-anxiety medication uh, or not. Well, you see may- people like that you encounter in this lady driving, they needed up the dosage. Yeah. Cause clearly they've leveled out. Yeah. They plateaued. It's not, something's not working. Uh, it's, it's always nice knowing that there are normal people kicking around. I, I do encounter them everywhere I go. Uh, I talk to people all the time that say that, you know, Hey, it's, um, you know, it's quite normal to think that they've blown this out of proportion. Uh, I had a great conversation um, the one day with a gentleman outside the post office. And, you know, he looked at me with a sigh of relief when I said, you know, it's all bullshit. Because like, I mean, that's like, the thing. People don't know if they say that now, they're going to be looked at weird yeah. and this kind of thing. And it's, it, which is unfortunate. You should just be able to, no matter what it is, you should be able to just speak your mind without being judged, right? Yeah. Be, be, Regardless beyond uh, of I the could, topic. I could, I could tell you beyond... Um, you know, the COVID, 
uh, talking about things like the economy with people. Uh, there's so many subjects you could be discussing other than guns when you talk about uh, oh, yeah. this liberal government and the way they've conducted themselves. I mean, everything's Harper's fault anyway, so I don't know why anybody's getting too, uh, too upset. This guy walking by the house looks like the Mo- Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> He's wearing a vote for Pedro shirt, too, I think. <laughs> vote for Pedro. Well, you should put that on a shirt. Vote for Pedro? Vote for Pedro. <laughs> Hey, he's, he's, Don't he, vote for Pedro. He's looking pretty good right now compa- compared to JT. Do you think we get sued if we uh, put JT's image on a T-shirt and said, don't vote for Pedro on it? But, but would it make sense? Uh, well, uh, you know what? <sighs> like, How I mean, is he Pedro? Uh, well, it's just a play on words for you know voting him in as the president of How about you just put on there and just don't vote for this jackass again? I would, I would, you know what? I wouldn't have him as prime minister of making uh, a breakfast. Like, he honestly... <laughs> Just well, I guarantee it would probably be avocado on toast. Oh, God. With soy milk. And if anybody out there eats it, I'm sorry, but just like, can you put some bacon on top of the avocado, please? (laughs) You know, there's nothing wrong with avocado on toast. I've never, and and albeit I've never had it, but it just does not look appealing to me at all. Well, it's just mushed up avocado on toast. It's like, like I like avocado. I just don't know if I, I, I slather some Nutella underneath it or something. <laughs> Nutella. Again, you must have been one of the rich kids. I never had Nutella. No, we never had Nutella growing no? up. No. Kidding me? No. Nute- we had, we had peanut- <laughs> you say like, hey, listen. Go we ahead. had peanut butter, man. You have peanut butter? That was it. I remember, do you remember when bulk stores were really big? Do you remember like your parents coming home with like bulk stuff? No. Oh, no? We never, we never. My, my, my mother at one point hit, was hitting like bulk bar and she'd get like the, the real peanut butter. So like all the oil would rise to the top every time you use it. Yeah, but it was bland though. It was really bland tasting. Oh yeah. Well, it didn't, it didn't taste sweet. I remember you used to be able to make your own peanut butter in the bulk store. Really? Yeah. They had machines and you would just go grab, like literally go to the bin, get the peanuts, peanuts in the top. And you put whatever size container under, underneath that you want. There's your natural peanut butter. See, you know, I've gotten used to eating things that are a little more bland anyway. And you know, yeah, like, yeah, I know. I, <laughs> listen, I had that KFC the last time I was here, and I, I just, know, my taste buds I'm, were on fire. Listen, I'm gonna get John, and we're gonna we're just gonna like duct tape into a chair and force feed you cheeseburgers and KFC oh, for like a week. God, you know what? Like my waist can handle any more of that. If you've, you know, I've tried to get more active lately. This Corona thing has kept me indoors a little more than that's the thing that's so that, that is really aggravating because I was I was feeling beginning of March I was feeling like you know what I, I got to start doing something in terms of exercise on a regular basis and and a, a guy I coach with is a member at a local gym I said would you mind if I go with you one time you can show me around I don't want the sales pitch from the people who work there he's like sure so I went in with him and showed me around shot the shit I'm like yeah I'm in. It's cheap, can't argue it. And then March break hit, and COVID shut everything down. Yeah, I was pretty. I was. I was. That really upset me because I whatever. Hopefully it'll open up again soon, and I can kind of take advantage of that because just going like I, I'm not a guy that's like, well, let's go for a walk. <laughs> oh, look at the pretty tree blossoms. Like that's not. That's not you. No, I want to go to the gym. Yeah. I want to sweat. I want to come within. You know, like three centimeters of having a heart seizure. That's a workout. Walking and looking at cherry blossoms to me is just not not no. not my thing. It, it's just not my thing. It, I'm not saying it, it's not exercise because clearly it is. It's just not my thing. I want to go and 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 the weights. Not well, whatever. Um, just get an elliptical. Do something yeah. where I'm, I'm almost like I feel I, like I'm going to die. Oh really? So you like to push yourself that hard, eh? I want to. I want to f- because to me it's just not. 
Oh, okay, no, no. Hey, fair enough. And you know what? I want to see people getting back into the gyms. Uh, certainly, they're probably going to be one of the last places to open because there's you know there's a lot of cross contamination. And and, and yeah, and and the big thing. Well, I heard. I'll get to that in a minute. But the big thing too, again, is the mental health piece with this, and it's not. It's not good for mental health to be cooped up this all like the, like we have been. Yeah, and even getting out is but but it, it is Physical some exercise. kind of yeah like yeah. even getting out is is a bit of a relief around the mental health thing but but physical exercise going to the gym is a great way to promote mental health I, I you know what I did I chopped wood I chopped wood and I felt fantastic after that you know I had a buddy of mine invited me over to his house and uh, had me over to chop wood with him you know, it was kind of a surprise. Come on over to this house, right? And I, so I went over to meet him. You rustled up the old inner Paul Bunyan, did you? Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. You know, I hadn't done it since I was a kid, but I really liked, you know, dropping the axe. And, uh, you know, it brought back some great memories. My father used to have me chopping wood in the backyard at my place. And uh, I lived in make the city. It so, like, make it sound like you live on a farm. You no, lived I, was, in I just, I just said, East I Hamilton. Lived in the city. I lived in the city. Yeah. But, but back in the early 80s, we had a wood-burning stove. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and so I would love to have a word. Burn you know what? Yeah. And so, but my father insisted that we go outside and chop wood once in a while. And of course we had chainsaws and stuff, but when it came time to split these, these logs up, you know, I would do it with an ax and, and I love doing that. And I hadn't done it in probably like, you know, 20 years plus. It's a workout. It's a great workout. And you know, I'm, I'm there splitting logs and I'm liking it so much. I'm like, I'm, I'm putting them up uh, to chop one after the other. And then of course, when I get a good stack going, I start to you know cradle them in my arm and stack them proper. And it was just such a great relief to engage in that uh, physical labor. You know, where you're doing something that requires, you know, some degree of effort. And uh, felt I was a little sore. The Which is day. lost on today's younger yeah, generation. Yeah, you know, well, somebody would say, don't send little Billy out to chop wood. He'll chop his leg off. No, like, he won't chop his leg off if you, <coughs> if you stand there and you teach him. Yeah, you teach him proper. Uh, I've seen a Just lot because of you have to leave your, your freaking soap opera or your, your chai latte. <laughs> Put your chai latte down, go out in the yard and, and, and do something you haven't done before and teach him like you would teach him to do anything else. You know, it, it's funny because uh, my friend's father grabbed me. And for a second, he pulled me aside and he says, I want, I want them to learn these things, you know, and, and pointed to Dave and, and vet and said, you know, like, I want them to learn these things. It's important, you know, and, and to know that someone from that generation, he came over from Yugoslavia, uh, at the height of the wildness. And so I knew he understood, uh, while I was talking to him that I said, don't worry, like they're learning, you know, and you know, we passed on that knowledge, which is really important. Um, you know, that you know how to do these types of things. I, I really do believe there's that. been so many, op, um, not opportunities, excuse me, so many times and occurrences in my adult life where I've thought to myself, I wish I knew how to do that. Cause I can do kind of basic things, but I couldn't do like, and I couldn't change, I, I wouldn't be able to change oil in my car. I've never been no. taught. I've never been taught. Okay, no, 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 no. R whatever. Fine. I'm just saying, like, stuff like that. I wish, or I wish I knew how to do a little more involved, like, handyman carpentry things around yeah. the house. Yeah. And and I've said that countless times yeah. since, since it, you know, in, in, during adulthood. And my, my Uncle Joe, who was always, always, he didn't go to school. He did everything by his hands and learned his... Like just learned by doing and the best handyman was in the corporate world and literally worked his way from the mail room mm. to the president of insurance company with no formal education beyond high school. Mm. So you don't find that these days, but the guy 
the woodworking the guy ha- can do. And and the, he built his garage himself, the addition he built on his, on his house. And he did it. He was never schooled that he taught himself. And I wish I had a fraction of that knowledge. And if you heard me saying that now, I mean, he's still living, but if you heard, and he was always banging on us and harping on us. And he's got two sons, my age, when we were kids, it's like, and it's like, if I said that now, I could just see him look at, he would look at me and smile, not say, I told you so, because he knew I was, I would already be thinking it, but I wish I had some of that, that knowledge now that I have to, find friends that have the knowledge to do or hire somebody to do because I just don't want I went a different route went the university route and that's not what you learn in university right you learn theory and concepts and yeah. books and it's it's not a hands-on thing right so but I, 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 I wish I had that knowledge a greater knowledge of 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 like the skilled trades I guess yeah. would be the best way to, to phrase yeah. it no no absolutely and in fact you know any chance I get uh, where I have an opportunity to learn something new. Yeah. Um, you know, I try and seize it. Yeah. Uh, some things are just not worth uh, the time if you haven't got the proper tools. That's the thing, know-how. right? There's there's a, there's that that cutoff point where, you know, and I was, I was so proud of myself because on the Christmas break, I installed a new kitchen faucet. Oh, yeah. And I had to do it when I was off on, on Christmas break because I, w- I was scared that if I installed it on like a weekend, then I went to, went to work during the week, I'd come home to a flooded house yeah. and it still held. So knock on wood, I'm, I'm okay so far. So far so good. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, I've always had nothing but, you know, a great respect for the people that are involved in the trades. I think that. And there's uh, such a deficit now for yeah, them. Yeah. So, I mean, anybody that wants to get into that sort of thing, there's always a demand. Like, yeah. Like you, people out there with kids in school don't. Like, don't look down on it. Yeah. You can make some solid freaking money. Oh yeah, and you'll get you'll get a job like like carpentry or plumbing or electrical. They're dying for people to learn that. Yeah. By twenty five, you could have your you, your apprenticeship tick apprenticeship ticket, and you're working for a company. But it's all the cash jobs you make on the side. Yeah. You'll make solid, solid freaking yeah. money. Yeah. You know what? And if you and if you do well enough and you squirrel it away, you might even be able to run your own business. And side jobs are endless because yeah. you do good work and you back it up. You get people upon people upon people referring you. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm, good Lord, don't, whatever you do, if you got kids that are still in the, in the education system, man, oh man, if they're not the ones that are book inclined, because sometimes they're not, that's just not their thing, get them into a skilled trade because that, that there, there's your retirement fund there, mom and dad, like seriously. Yeah. yeah. Well, I always love hearing your take on, you know, education and uh, the job market. And here, and here's the hypocritical, the ironic thing about it is, is in, in, I know, and I think it goes beyond just my, the elementary school I work in, because mm-hmm. you got the D and T room, the, the design and tech room, the shop. Yeah. Uh, about three years ago, they came in and they they put blocks and all these different electronic machines, not all of them, but a good chunk of them. I'm like, why would you do that? Bubble wrap. Why? There's still some that they use in there. They can, they can still use all the hand tools or whatever, but a huge chunk of, of the, like the actual, like, you know, the bands, like bands, that kind of thing. They put locks on, they can't, they can't use them. Like, why would you, but liability issues, I'm sure. So how are you going to promote that sector of society if, they, if you don't introduce it to the kids? Because then they get into high school. They haven't been exposed to it yet. Maybe they don't get exposed to it in high school, and they could miss their calling. 
I, you know what, like I said, uh, I've always had a great deal of respect for the trades people. And, uh, you know, I, I look at what Brandon does from, uh, yeah. you know, Tactical Woodworks. Yeah, like just not not inclined to be, he's not a book guy. No, he's not a book guy. But he's great with his hands. He's, you know what, though, he's he's smart. I'll tell you right now, He if you ever he's not well, Maybe he's not book smart, but he's skilled trades. I can make that smart from looking at it smart. Yeah, you know, I don't, you don't let Brandon, if you ever get a chance to talk to Brandon, um... You know, don't don't let, shake his hand. Don't yeah, be careful when you shake his hands. He's got the world's strongest hands. I'm gonna put you know what? I'm gonna put him in a room with Big Mario from the club. Have you ever seen Mario? You know Mario. He's got sausages. He's got for fingers. He's got sausages for. He fingers. does. They're like he's like he's walking around with breakfast sausage his, hands. His his hands. His hands. What does he do? Is he is he a bricklayer or something? Yeah, like ceramic he, tile. He he, he, do, he does things with his. His hands are like when you think about the thickness of your hand. Like his wife must hands, love palm, him. His his wife. <laughs> his wife. You know, I just like, did I mean, the Jedi you know, mind but, trick no, but, on you. But could you. Yeah, I know. But could you could you imagine like how strong he is? Right. Like his hands are so thick. When he shakes your hand, you know you can tell it feels like a piece of concrete. Yeah, like he's got massive. He's got. It's like a catcher's mitt. Yeah, you know, and and I mean, but but you know what though like that's why i bring up his wife like he, he's capable of shaking your hand normally but i'll tell you when he's oh squeezes, that's why his wife's always smiling right <laughs> well brandon's the same way but brandon's brandon's handshake will pull you right off your feet like he's big he's big on uh you know snapping his hand in yours so hard that sometimes if he hits yeah. it wrong it hurts and like there's a guy there's a guy that like seemingly is very rough and uh and yet he's a total sweetheart and and totally uh you know intelligent when i first met brandon uh, i gotta admit you know like he well, was, that's the thing. Everybody's got a different. Everybody has a different way of being smart. Yeah, you know, I, I just smart as a whip. You know, great kid, great family. Um, you know, and, and to pass judgment, you know, just based on uh, the way he looks, like which, I mean, which yeah, right, you know, like the tattoos and stuff like that, and whatever. Like it's people might look, uh, and they might look at him and do exactly what you're saying. I thought he was like HA when I first met him, right? Yeah. Like yeah, so so like, but I but then I quickly learned that he was he was quite uh, quite a really uh, responsible lad. And I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed spending time with him. He became a close friend. I haven't seen enough of him lately. Uh, I haven't seen him for a dog. Yeah, age. you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna correct that. He does have a family, so I've I've kept a healthy distance. Um, you know, but I'm definitely ready to spend a little bit of time with him. He's done some great things with 1911 grips. If you guys haven't seen that, we're uh, probably looking to replenish the site at some point uh, with Brandon's custom uh, pistol grips. And uh, we can have them embossed with the, uh, well, embossed, I don't know if that's the right word. Um, engraved? Engraved, yeah, with our logo and uh, our famous honeycomb pattern. But I, I'm thinking that we're going to be uh, doing those again soon. And uh, I want to get him on the podcast. I really do. You have before. Yeah, I know. But that has to be a podcast been, that gets posted at 11 p.m. Oh, my God. And taken down at 6 a.m. Oh, yeah. Late night listeners. It's got to be a late night thing. You can't leave it up because it's... it's God knows. Yeah. yeah. His style is not conducive to family listening. <laughs> We'd have to give it the, the uh, <clears throat> PG-14 rating. If like, it would definitely not, f like, fly by Mr. Rob Mr. Um, Thing's Neighborhood. No, not at all. I just, I just had a total brain fart right there. Yeah, I had, you know, I had an opportunity to speak to a gentleman uh, recently about uh, a pistol. And it's funny because I, you know, it came to be that this uh, gentleman um, and I were put together uh, over. Uh, he was looking for a particular pistol. He was looking for a Thompson uh, Contender, a TC Thompson Centerfire pistol. 
All right. So, and if you've ever seen these things before, they were big. In Is the that the one that's on a tripod? No, it's well, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not. It's not. No, 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 no. This is this is this is a pistol, but it's yeah. a, it's a metallic silhouette pistol. So it's got it's got some design purpose. Uh, some people have used them for hunting. They're they're a single a single action. Oh, so it's open. a revolver. No, no, no. It's, it's not a revolver. No, no, it's a it's a it's almost like a break open shotgun only for pistols and rifle rounds. Okay. And they use it for these competitions where they shoot at at pigs. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And uh, chickens and and you know t- various uh, steel targets. And it's always fun to see them go flying. You know, the big rams out at 100 Ding. yards. Yeah, you really get that instant feedback. If you haven't seen a metallic silhouette competition, you've missed out. You know who's, who, who yeah, hits, hits them all the time? Hickok 45. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a whack of them on his, on his compound there, and he's always, he's always shooting at a chicken or, or a, a goat or, or, or something. Yeah. But that's what they are. If you, so if you watch Hickok 45 videos, those are metallic silhouettes. Yeah, Hick, Hickok's on uh, YouTube and uh, definitely played a significant uh role and influencing what we did at at golf for many years which was you know talk about the guns uh shoot the guns at metal targets yeah and you know it was a great place to shoot you know we've been uh, traveling around a little bit uh there's definitely going to be some new uh clubs that we're going to visit in the future we spend uh, you know some time over at the hamilton gun club if you haven't seen their club yet uh check them out if you're looking for a shotgun lover's paradise uh the hamilton gun club uh, out of uh, out of Hamilton, there is a top flight facility, and uh, they keep the grounds beautiful. Uh, the people that work there are very friendly, uh, super relaxed atmosphere. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great relaxing atmosphere. If you haven't uh, gone there, checked it out, please stop by. Uh, tell them I sent you, because there's uh, there's definitely a good summer ahead of uh, maintaining healthy social distance uh, away from the people around you uh should they and they've got they've got a kitchen there so you can get some snacks yeah. you can get breakfast they got coffee they, do barbecues, they have barbecues breakfast. yep they got all kinds of different things out there and it's it's reasonably priced so Absolutely. it's it's you know uh price per rounds and uh, of course the ammunition that can uh if you don't yeah you can buy ammo there if you want to they yeah. got they got target loads in the back well there's there. always there's always someone somewhere around for people anyway yep. and uh you know they've Definitely got uh, some great trap facilities, skate facilities. They've got five stand there, which is really humbling. Uh, if you think you're a really good trap shooter, well, uh, try, yeah, it's try five stand. Sporting clay. I dare you. They got sporting clay. Uh, you got five big, stand is a hoot, but but man, oh man, it's like it's challenging. It j- just. If you if you're decent at trap, don't think you're necessarily going to be decent at sporting clay. Oh, it, it's 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 tough. Like it's they're coming from all directions, all angles, different speeds along the ground. The one on the ground is freaking hard to hit. Yeah, it's fast. Like you think you you think you might be able to to smash a rolling clay. I don't know, man, because well, it's bumping. You don't know where it's going to yeah. bump off the ground, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's like it's hard. I love when it bounces like a football and goes. Like it's just, harder. It's harder to, to hit than the ones in the air. Oh, absolutely. Like, well, it's way it's harder. A little, it's a little more, you know, unpredictable. Well, that's the thing. Like you, you once that once those ones get launched into the air, you can kind of figure out what the tra- trajectory is and where it's going to be coming down. Not this thing, because you don't know what the land is like. Whatever, yeah. 20, 30 yards out. Yeah, and and of course you get commentary from Adam, right? Who will tell you? Yeah, who will tell you when you've missed? He he yeah. <laughs> he he doesn't matter who you are. He gives you the running commentary. Yeah, and, and just you, you better have. He's not rude. Like he doesn't make disparaging or condescending comments, but you still kind of bring got to bring a little bit of a thick skin because you, you'll hear 
every shot. He'll comment on every <laughs> shot that you take through the entire round. He's your own. He's your own personal heckler. But he's a he's a nice man he's though. A he's great, a nice oh, he's man. A great, he's a great guy. But like, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm sure he won't he won't tease you if he doesn't think he should. And uh, if he know, knows you, you'll get raked over you, the coals. Done. Yeah, you're, you're done. done. You're done if he knows who you are. Yeah. Oh, you missed that one. What happened there? I like when he says things like that. What happened there? Yeah, <laughs> and like raises an eyebrow at you. You know, shooting at that club has uh, been fantastic. Uh, like I said, we're looking forward to shooting at uh, a few different clubs in the upcoming uh, months uh, as things reopen but i'm uh, really looking forward to getting back to uh, silverdale at some point and uh, pulling the trigger there um we yeah we, it's unfortunate you got to look on a calendar and book a time where uh, some yeah. other some of the other clubs that belong to you don't need to do that yeah well i think i think as things free up we're uh, we're definitely going to see some uh, you know improvement in range time uh, i understand people, i understand the no guests yeah but I, I still struggle with you have to log on to a calendar and, and, and book a time when other clubs that offer the exact same um, uh, facilities like yeah. shot, shot, uh, shotgun or, or rifle or pistol are you can just show up whenever. Well, again, it comes down to control. And, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're opening things as they, I, I say if the golf ranges are open, then you should be able to go shooting. Yep. Uh, you know, you're in your lane and, uh, you know, you only handle your stuff. Um, it, it really is, uh, good for people, ment people's mental health, uh, to go shooting that actually enjoy the sport. Yep. You know, so, uh, I encourage everybody to get out there and do anything that they, uh, you know, do enjoy, uh, whether that be hiking, camping, uh, do something, get out and do something, do something. Yep. No, that you absolutely. have, that you like doing that you haven't been able to do yep. as frequently as you'd like to have been able to do it. Yep. Go enjoy that fresh air. Uh, definitely it would seem, you know, things are, um, improving in terms of, you know, uh, people's understanding that it's uh, relatively safe out there now. We've got fatality rates that are pretty low. Um, you know, we were supposed to just flatten the curve for a span of like 14 days, but that became what? Four months? Feels like forever. No, the, the curve hasn't been flat for four months. No, no. But I mean, since it took probably two months to get to the point where it started to flatten out. Yeah, so so I mean we got we first got wind of this when like the public well you know, was March break we didn't go which was March March break for me started March th Friday March thirteenth yeah didn't go back to work since then so mid March and it's mid June so we're starting to flatten out now yeah for the well we've been flat for it's been what three months April May June so it's been it's we're almost mid June so almost three full months and probably two months of that we've been working to flatten it and what about two weeks ago they went to phase one yeah but now of course we've had you know this <clears throat> uh you know large public event where people are rubbing shoulders justin Trudeau will get sick like everybody else of course and have to stay inside and quarantine. back to the cuckoo clock cuckoo back clock for, for 14 days to get a little, people are starting to get a little wise they were asking him you know why isn't he going to work you know, like, I mean, and, and, and that's the big and that's the big stink about this whole thing. He's been preaching based on the 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 um, federal health minister. Stay home, stay home, stay home, stay home. Go out for groceries and get gas or whatever. But as much as possible, stay home, whatever. So it, it ignores that goes to. So I guess COVID took the day off when they went to the march. <laughs> And this is the this is the, the what the biggest bullshit about everything is. So the 
they've opened phase one. Phase two is about to open up. People have been working the whole time. Some people, parts of, of, of the economy have been working the whole time. People who weren't working at the beginning figured out how to do it. A whole shit ton of people in different sectors of society, in different sectors of the economy, have been able to figure out how to mitigate the COVID-19 thing, do their job, adjust things, start to whatever they had to do. But they're going to blame. But but he's going to blame COVID-19 when they can't convene parliament to run the damn country this is a country we're talking about not a a lemonade stand if the rest of the country can figure it out and make the adjustments and 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 do what they need to do to mitigate covid19 to get something up with and going whether it's curbside in the beginning or strictly online people figured out how to do it i'm sure the people that are supposed to be the brightest of the bright that are supposed to be running our country can figure it out you're just lazy dog fuckers who don't want to do your job but you want to go kayaking go fuck all yourselves (laughs) i'm sorry well tell us what you really think (laughs) <laughs> Once in a while, you know, it's just, you know, what? I love it. No, no, it's, it's good seeing people be passionate about this. I mean, God knows I can't get Bob Pertina to return my telephone calls. Now, Bob and I have spoken on the phone, uh, a grand total. Why don't you invite Bob to the house for coffee and I'll, you I'll know just, what? I'll just happen by a great idea. Uh, I, you know, honestly, but I'd have to get in touch with him one more time. I've talked to Bob three times, I think in the last, you know, year and a half, maybe, maybe here. So, and so I don't think I'm calling Bob too often, but of course this government gives me a reason to do it every other week um it seems like you know i'm calling his office and leaving a message for him to contact me but nobody calls me back you know that's been the treatment that i've received you know and my dealings with a member of parliament i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have had similar experiences where they express themselves in a totally calm way have a good dialogue and then they they'll never reach that person again uh their member of parliament suddenly becomes i would really like to ask bob to his face say listen how is everybody else able to figure it out, but but the MPs are hiding behind COVID? Everybody else is able to work. Yeah. Why are they not able to work? Are Don't tell not- me COVID, because we know people have been able to figure out how to work around COVID. Are you not telling me that you are not an essential service would be the question I would ask. Yeah, you would think you would think the, the 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 politicians that run the country would be an essential service. Yeah, no, 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 no. Let's let's just leave let's just leave the tap flowing as our government, with only the oversight of uh, rinky-dink committees, all right, is are making decisions every day about how they spend our Canadian tax dollars. Which of oh, course they're they're just fl- it's flying, dude. Like I can't believe how much money. Well, do, let's not let's not leave leave the, the NDP out because good old Jagmeet jumped on that bandwagon and, well, yeah. and agreed with Justin. So you know what, Jag. Meat. I don't know what you had to do when you put on your knee pads to get that backroom deal, but like you're you're just as much to blame, and you are not significant. You'll never be significant. So just like the only the only significance you will have is if Trudeau gives you anything. You're not going to attain it because you're 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 an insignificant party right now. Well. It would appear that they've given in uh, supporting the motion, them and the Greens, uh, the NDP and the, oh, the Greens. Both. Elizabeth May, who gets up there and, and is either drunk in front of a mic or gets up there and freaks out. Again, why are you talking, Elizabeth? You, you, what, like, who are you, first of all? How many, what do you have, half a seat in the House of Commons? <laughs> 
Like the only because like they felt sorry for you, so they'll let you sit in that seat half of the time that you're sitting. Like, like shut up. <laughs> Nobody's listening to you other than your family because they have to listen to you <laughs> and the 18 people that voted for you. <laughs> Oh, she, Why do you have a mic? Who put the mic in front of her? She's there. She's at, she's at the big show. All right. She would say that she has half a seat more than you do. Right? So, you know, I, I, but I definitely think, though, that we should thank the NDP, uh, the Greens and the Liberal Party for shutting down Parliament and, uh, and giving themselves a raise. Giving, well, giving themselves a raise. Some people would argue that that deal had been struck ages ago. Uh, you know, I'd like to believe that most people would donate that raise to a good cause. It's totally doable. I don't imagine that anybody from the liberal camp is going to donate anything. Oh, no. Why would they do yeah, that? Or if they did, it would be to whatever cause no. they wanted, which I would you know, question at all times. No, they're not going to. That would be silly to donate their raise. Oh, yeah. Can't have that. To fighting COVID or maybe buying a whole bunch of masks that aren't infected <laughs> and maybe donating those to some frontline workers somewhere or, or maybe donating those to to uh, people who work in long-term health care facilities. There's an idea. Mm. Jackasses. <laughs> And uh, finally, uh, for tonight, uh, you got uh, anything else? No, it's good. No, okay. I'm good. That's all that we've okay, covered. Okay, because I want to. I want to wrap up. I'm going to enjoy uh, perhaps another cup of coffee. And, sure. Uh, you know what? Sit and uh, talk with you about a few other things. But um, you know, just before we go, again, uh, hats off to the CCFR. Uh, they're providing some updates. You may want to check out. Uh, listen. They, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah they just released something today, but I didn't say what the date was. Yeah. But. Yeah. They there's. Uh, been some updates. Uh, we don't know if they relate uh, to the uh, pending court case. Yeah, that was just today. I haven't you had know, a chance to listen to it. A lot of people jumping on that wagon. It uh, it certainly does look really promising to see so many unhappy people stepping forward to stand up for themselves. I'm really proud of the industry. And uh, the CCFR, of course, is initiating a lawsuit. Uh, I believe there may be another one uh, coming out of the uh, CSAAA. There's, there, there's a, yeah, there's a few out there now, public and private. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... And, and, and one thing, you know what? And firmly behind the CCFR launching this lawsuit on the behalf of 2.5 million uh, law-abiding gun owners in, in this country. But you know what? Just once, I would love for them to return your phone call. Oh, and I'm, yeah. you know what? I'm going to be that guy because I don't care. Well, you yeah. know what? Like it's, it, it, and and I'm not going to say, but there's been I'll a number of a, a number of times where where there's been a phone call placed, mm. and I don't think it. I don't know if, if it's been returned once. Well, I and I that bother that well, bothers me no, no, because no. everybody's supposed to be on the same page. And, I I, I know you, you philosophically, yeah. you support what they do and you're on the same page with what they do. And that, it, that, it just, it bugs me. No, no. You know what? I, I can tell you, I can tell you that the CCFR has uh, always contacted me <clears throat> and called me back. Uh, you know, and I'm definitely thinking I'd like to speak to Tony Bernardo. Are you that, taking that a knee right happened. now? No, I'm not taking a knee. I'm just saying that, you know, to be fair uh, to the organization, I definitely have gotten my fair share of callbacks. We've had our conversations. I I agree with so much of what Rod has done. Then, may, then maybe my, the way I phrase it was unfair. Maybe just reaching out. Yeah. What was, well, the only it should have been, it, it should have been, maybe I should use the, fir, the term reaching out as opposed to one specific mode of communication. Cause I, you anyways, know, I, I, I'll just leave it at that. No, no, I, de I definitely am looking forward to speaking to Rod. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a long time coming. It's been a little while. Um, you know, I'll have to and, and God love him. He's, he's busy as all get out. Oh right yeah. Now. They're working hard. I mean, and, 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 and they are putting in absolutely putting in 
long days because they got to make sure. Well, I mean, now that it's been fought, but they still got to make sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, right? Like this is this is a, a labor of love. Yeah. For this, for, for to say the least. Yeah. You know, you get the uh, fifty-two page document. Out- yeah. Outlining the charter violations. Yeah. You know, and challenges. It, it certainly looks to be a good fight. Um, you know, love seeing Alberta leading the way with their own firearms, uh, chief firearms. Yeah, officer. God bless you. You, know, they got, you gotta hand it to you guys out west. I love you, yep. Albertans. Yep. You guys are madmen out there. Uh, to the people out in BC, actually, you know what? I want to do a couple of provinces. Uh, you know, I haven't done that in a while. Uh, to the people out in BC, particularly the uh, people of Vancouver Island. Uh, you know, out on the island where things happen on island time. Uh, really miss you guys. You got a great gun community out there. And uh, love some of your clubs. Looking forward to getting back there, seeing Bugsy and the boys uh, shooting up in the mountains. That was something that you should try. Like you're really gonna like that one day. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you out to the BC mountains, like <laughs> up in the clouds, and do a little bit of shooting. What a great time it is up there. What are you shooting at? Uh, you know what? Various targets that we bring along. Some produce. Yeah. Uh, eh? What's left over gets eaten by you know whatever animal needs to feed itself at night. I feel like you know it's like shooting crackers on the berm. I always feel like I'm feeding the birds. Nothing to clean up after. No. You know, and uh, we like doing things like that. But you've never been out in BC. And no, that's like, the only province west of Ontario I have never been oh, to. Oh, man, it's so nice. It, it really I had is. an opportunity back in 95 yeah. through coaching, but the guy who was the head coach of the provincial team at the time was yeah. very uh, unscrupulous and very unethical. Oh. So I could have, that's at the time I, I could have went out to, had all expenses paid for a week or 10 days in BC, played the games at BC place. Yeah. And, and I, I was, had been named to the coaching staff, but then I, I turned around and declined it. And that guy is now in jail. Really? So I made the right decision. Oh, good. And he's, he's (laughs) a number of, a number of major road bumps along the way uh, as a coach. So, uh, I mean, it would have been nice, but clearly I made the right decision you know, looking back in hindsight, because I didn't want I didn't want to be affiliated with that guy or my name attached with that guy. And that was that was pretty early on in my coaching career. I only been coaching two, three, maybe four years at the time yeah. trying to build a resume. So, well, everything happens for a reason. It was a tough opportunity to turn down, man. Yeah, like that no, was tough. No, you know what? You made the right choice. And that's uh, that's cool. But yeah. Anyway, okay, well, listen, that's uh, that's about it for tonight. I don't know about you, but uh, I'm ready to have another cup of coffee and uh, wake myself up a little bit. And Are you planning on some late night excursions uh, or, you know, I, I got a lot of work to do. There's a lot of material to read. Want to want to thank all the people that send in the great articles for us to review and post uh, everybody out there that's done, you know, a little bit of fact checking for us. Uh, we've got a great new editor in chief that has jumped on board. Uh, you know, we've got uh, kind of a new guy on the team. He's been uh, he's been really good about checking my spelling. If you've noticed as a viewer on Instagram or Facebook, if my spelling is improved, I know it's horrific uh, and my grammar seems to I be drop, a little better. I drop you a message once in a while like, dude. Yeah. Dude, I, like, I know. I know. You got to remember, I was used to writing reports and uh, typing with spell check. And okay. That's, that's something but that you're and from. you're and they're there and there. You know what? I, I get it. I make mistakes. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what? But, it, but for me, it's nothing because I see that I do that 10 months of the year, six hours a day. So it's, it's like, it, like it jumps off the screen at me and then I have to call you and like, 
okay, you need a comma here. <laughs> you didn't use the, the proper form of that word. Yeah, well, you're fired, okay, because I got, I got a new guy that catches all of them as I'm making them and spares me a lot of embarrassment. Well, but, I don't do it on the page. No, I, 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 do know, I know, I know, no, no, absolutely. No, but he's, he's been fantastic. Um, you know, we've, we've gotten a lot of great help. Matt Cosera has been absolutely amazing. Oh, is he is he your new, is he your new? Um, uh, you know, he's one of our fire photographers. Grammar, grammar no, and spell no. checker? He's a, he's a photographer. He's a, you know, a father. He's a hunter. He's yep. an outdoorsman. Uh, you know, he's got some great, great kids and a, and a fantastic family. And of course, uh, firearms are such a big part of their life and uh, seeing them out there, you know, enjoying themselves. He takes he, great outdoor pics. He takes amazing outdoor pictures, you know, and he's a welcome addition to the team. Uh, definitely, you know, looking forward to seeing uh, more of him in the future. And uh, of course, you know, uh, why and Shea of Mac, uh, you know, I'm hoping they'll get out to Alberta again and see them at some point. You know, I've, I've had the privilege of meeting some of the most amazing <clears throat> people in this industry and it's uh, been just an amazing ride. And uh, so uh, looking forward to some traveling in the future. Hoping uh, you'll come along with me. If I have the opportunity, yeah, I would absolutely yeah. love to. Just podcast on the road. One last time. What is that? What If you have questions or topics you'd like us to um, debate, talk about, bring up on future podcasts. Again, one more time. What's the website? Uh, the uh, the Canadian Gun Vault Inc. at gmail.com. That's where you can send in your questions. And, and remember, let us know first name or if you want us to uh, shout out your, your Instagram page or if you just want it to be anonymous, then that, that's fine yeah, too. Yeah, make that, make that clear. Please make it, yeah. yeah make it yeah. clear. Uh, we, we just assume that people want to be anonymous if they don't uh, specifically indicate but that they don't care. Tell us what you want, though. Yep, yep for sure. What you want. Uh, okay, anyway, that's about all the time we have for tonight's show. Yeah, let's wrap it. All right, thank you so much, Coach Dick, for joining me. As always. All right, and uh, we hope you enjoyed this, folks. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and on Instagram. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.